The podcast this week is brought to you by DoorCountyTickets.com. Door County Tickets is an online ticket portal dedicated exclusively to Door County events like the Door County Beer Festival, the Peninsula Century Spring and Autumn Classics, and musical acts throughout the county. For more information, visit DoorCountyTickets.com. County, and we're here to deliver your weekend primer. I'm Andrew Clyden. And I'm Matthew Marcon, and this is what's happening in Door County this weekend. You can spend Friday, August 24th, in Peninsula State Park on a scavenger hunt. Drop by the Nature Center at any time between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. for this on-your-own activity. Explore Peninsula State Park in a new and unique way by answering questions like, what was the name of the Peninsula's first manager? This sounds really cool, actually. So I know this is probably more of a, a like a young families kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing, but Peninsula State Park is really neat. And a lot of times when you go to uh, a museum or an art gallery or something, I never personally take advantage of like the guided tours. Uh, but I know that that's a really great way to take in everything. I mean, I used to go to the Science Museum in, in Minnesota. And I would rarely stop and read everything. Right. I just wanted to see the different exhibits. But as I get older, I like taking my time through things like that and really, like, really investigating and taking it in. And I think a scavenger hunt is kind of a fun way to get kids interested in learning the history and uh, about all the different facilities in Peninsula State Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably a really cool idea. Well, I just like it because I think it's a cool way just to get kids outside and just like exploring the park i think instead of just like doing your own thing of just like oh let's just like go on a bike ride and that might seem cool to some kids but other kids would just be like oh dad it's just like a bunch of trees like whatever but like it's a it's a cool way for them to get out and explore different you know parts of the park and learn some things about the park that you they wouldn't normally learn about because they're it's involved with like a fun game right. kind of thing. Yeah, an educational scavenger hunt I think is a really cool way to explore a national park or a state park or a national park or a museum or, or anything yeah. like that because it's I mean you can gamify anything and make it more fun for people because um, there's you know there's an end goal. Because when you go to the museum, you don't think about, like, well, what's the end goal? Right. It, well, now you have something to take away. The end goal is winning the scavenger hunt. Right. It's being the best. Uh, I was in New York with my wife, and we went to um, the museum with the dinosaurs in it. Natural History yes, Museum. Yes, the Natural History Museum. Um, and there, they had this cool exhibit about, like, what dinosaurs may have really looked like, and it had all, like, the feathered dinosaurs mm-hmm. and stuff. And they had this thing where you'd get a program in the front or, like, a pamphlet that you would flip through, and then you'd go to each station, and each station, by, like, completing the activity, you got a stamp on your pamphlet. Yeah. And my wife went to each one and collected all of her stamps, and she was very proud of it, and it was very funny. But... I still have that pamphlet hanging on our refrigerator, and even though my wife keeps trying to get rid of it, I'm like, no, you wanted to get all those stamps, and now you got them, and you're going to cherish your time at the dinosaur museum. So you're just really petty. No, no, not at all. It wasn't like I was like, really, you got to get all the stamps? I, she, there was genuine curiosity in mm-hmm. her eyes, and I wanted her to fulfill her destiny. Is that all, is that all she won? Did she win anything? No. Did she get anything? No, you oh. just get a pamphlet with stickers on it. Well, at the scavenger hunt in Peninsula State Park, you win prizes. So, oh, for real? Yeah. What kind of prizes? It didn't say. Okay. The secret You'll have prizes. to find out on... Secret prizes. 
Also on Friday, you can stop by the Carrington Pub in Egg Harbor to see Armchair Boogie. They are a bluegrass, jamgrass, funk grass band that comes at the recommendation of our arts and entertainment intern, Celeste Benchwall. We had Celeste on the podcast last week, um, and she talked about her time here at The Pulse and all of the different musical acts and performance venues that she's been able to see over the summer. Uh, and... Matt, you were trying to figure out what to talk about in this week's uh, weekend primer, and you mm-hmm. went to Celeste for this, right? I did. I asked her what was going on, and she um, she's actually leaving soon. Within, I think, at the end of the week, I believe she's leaving, um, and so she gave us this recommendation as her as her last gift to us at the Pulse to have everyone check out. But so then I went on Spotify, and I was curious, so I started listening to them, and they're like a they're a cool folky jam band with like a lot of banjo and stuff. It's they got a really cool sound. Well, you you said here this is the the official copy from their website, right? Yeah. Bluegrass, jamgrass, funkgrass. Yeah. I've doesn't sound I much heard cooler of than two that. of those. That's, that's so. pretty cool. I guess you can. When it comes to music, you can put any like any two words together to describe your sound. Yeah, like you can be like, "Oh yeah, me and my band were garage techno. <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're unplugged reggae." <laughs> you can just make up whatever you want. I've never heard of jam grass or funk grass. What makes it grass? Is it just a washboard and a banjo? Probably. All right, I'm in. And it sounds great. Cool. I'm down for them. Then on Saturday, August 25th, before you have to go back to math class, you can go to Algoma's back-to-school block party. Uh, this block party is the sign that summer is almost over. Sign is in, like, sign, cota- cosine, and tangent. Oh. Math terms. Math I feel class. like I feel like a majority of your puns don't work outright. No, but then a bunch of them also only work if you can read it. Yeah. So are they just for me? Are they? Is that all this is for? It started out as like an own, uh, my own way to keep myself interested in these articles and to make it funny instead of just telling people what it is, but to have a good time. But then as you start to get, as you started to get more irritated with them, then it definitely became to irritate you and just to see how far I could stretch a pun to make you really upset there is there is kind of a a technique to creating a bad pun yeah like one that you look at and you're like not even close because like sometimes a good pun will make me laugh but right but you are the master of the bad so bad but see if you read that it would have been really funny sure you should include all these puns in your uh in your written versions they are they are perfect uh so yeah summer is coming to a close and kids are going back to school fairly fairly within like the next couple weeks yeah it was always weird for me because like in college we started second week of september and we ended uh last week of may Mm -hmm. i think so i mean we had a pretty short season compared to a lot of schools yeah um but it always yeah right after labor day a lot of kids are going back to school i also think it's strange in door county of where when when the summer starts to end, our our tourist season starts to slow down, obviously, and the the county starts getting more and more quiet. And that's just a really interesting concept of just the, a place just starts to slow down because when you come, if you come up to visit, you know, you think you, you just you just see that it's packed all the time. But you know, once like right after Labor Day, once pretty much all the kids are back in school, it's it's a pretty quiet place, and it's just very interesting of how it can do a one eighty like that. Yeah, and the demographics change too, which is interesting. In the summer, of course, you have people of all ages, families, couples, uh, elderly people, retirees, everybody comes up here. But then, you know, 
Labor Day comes around, the young families aren't coming up as much mm-hmm. because their kids are back in school. Uh, you start getting more retirees. And then into fall, you get a lot of young couples who come up here for like, Door County becomes this more romantic destination in the fall. And then winter, there's still some people who come to see the the, the beautiful winter and the snow and stuff like that. But it, it really is kind of kind of quiet and kind of slow. And then in March, which is when all of the business owners up here go on vacation, right. it's completely it's empty. Dead. Yeah. Um, so interesting to see. Uh, and on Saturday, August 25th, we've got the back to school block party. So yes. uh, kind of one last hurrah, um, one last celebration before the kids are going back to school. Yep. I was in Target the other day and saw all their back to school supplies going up. And it, September always comes too quickly. Like, I'm not even sure that I'm comfortable with it being September next week already. Yeah, that's it's scary how fast the summer went. I, I mean, I started I started here at the Pulse the first week of May, and I can't believe it's already almost September. Also on Saturday at 10 a.m. is the Death's Door Barbecue Competition on Washington Island. With free admission, you can enjoy arts and crafts, kids' activities, live music, and of course... Barbecue chicken, pork, pork ribs, and beef brisket sold by the Death Store Barbecue Competitors. Nice. I, I'm a big fan of cookouts and barbecue and stuff like that. I didn't get a I, I didn't get a lot of opportunities to do it this summer. Yeah. Um, it's kind of muggy this summer, really it, hot. It was really humid. It was a very humid summer, which is weird because we also didn't get a lot of rain, and usually those two are tied together, and we didn't get a lot of rain, and it was very humid this summer, mm-hmm. which was strange. Yeah, we had a really rainy spring, but then summer was just humid and muggy, so I didn't get out. Um, I, I cooked out twice this summer. So that was nice, but I didn't get the chance to do any, like, barbecue or anything. So we got one last hurrah for that coming up with the barbecue competition. And barbecue is one of those things. It's like barbecue and chili. Mm. There's so many different types that you can, or hot sauce. Um, Here's a fun fact for you. Oh, Um, lay it on me. Two summers ago, I worked at a store that had a big collection of hot sauce, and people would come in. And we didn't sell a lot of hot sauce, but people were really, like, they walked through it like it was a museum. They'd be like, oh, look at this. This is interesting. Oh, ghost pepper. That would be, you know, that, it was that kind of vibe. But we had some stuff in there that was, like, ridiculous. Like, we had some, like, pure capsaicin crystal that we sold. Damn. So I, I'm, I'm not a fan of spicy stuff, and I don't like hot sauce, but I did think it was really interesting to, like, look at the science behind why food is spicy mm-hmm. because like capsaicin it our body doesn't know what to do with it so it it triggered triggers the heat sensation even though you can drink cold hot sauce and it'll still feel like it's burning because your brain is confused by it that's interesting yeah it's hmm. really strange and capsaicin usually is an oil um so you try to drink water to get rid of the heat in your mouth but oil and water don't nope. mix, nope. so you have to drink milk. Milk. Oh, it's really interesting. That's all besides the point, though. Yeah. Uh, barbecue you, sauce. You let us on a tangent. I told you I was going to tell you a fun story. One, but I'm excited for this. I like barbecue a lot. Barbecue pork, barbecue whatever you name it, barbecue chicken. I love barbecue. It's kind of like my favorite genre of food, probably. Really? Yeah. We've talked about your eating habits a little bit behind the scenes. Behind, you're, yeah. You, you're a self-proclaimed picky eater. I am such a picky. Well, okay. I'm a picky eater, but to the to this, to the point of I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. Sure. Obviously. Well, but, that, that would be most people. Right. But that being said, I don't really like to stray from what I like because 
if I'm, I'm not a real big fan of trying something new just because, well, if I'm trying something new, then I'm not trying something that I know I'm going to like. And then that's just a waste for me. It's just a waste of food. Because right. if I'm going to take one bite and be like, nope, this was terrible. I'm a try anything a once kind of person. Yeah, not me. So I'll try stuff. Um, I don't particularly like spicy food. But that's kind of it, you know what I mean, in, in, in terms of genres. Um, my wife is really interesting because she's picky in really strange ways. So, like, she loves Thai food, and she loves uh, rare meat. Like, she'll get her steaks cooked blue if she can. Uh, but then at the same time, she doesn't like onions, and she didn't like mushrooms for the longest time. Hmm. So whenever we'd order pizza, she'd be like, can it be half cheese? And it's like, but but you're the weird one who likes, uh, like, she likes um, pickled herring and stuff. Oh, that's that's yeah, nasty. Yeah, she's very Swedish, so she has. That's nasty. She likes all this weird stuff, but then, like, she's super bland about, like, yeah. flavor. Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a very picky eater. I don't, I don't really do a lot of funky foo-foo food. If you're full of barbecue on Saturday, you can take yourself over to Egg Harbor, and you can shop the award-winning boutiques, and enjoy great deals at the Egg Harbor sidewalk sales. Egg Harbor actually has a pretty cool shopping district. Yeah. You don't really think about it because it's kind of hidden away, but the Main Street shops, there's a lot of really cool boutiques in there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites, I don't think is actually there anymore, it was the Made in Britain shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there used to be this guy who had all this really cool, like, imported British memorabilia, um, t-shirts. He had a lot of Doctor Who stuff and the Beatles. But then he also had a really cool collection of like chutneys and jams and spreads that were really good, which is what I would get when I would go in there. Um, The the merchandise was cool, but like the spreads. You were there for the chutney. Yeah, for sure. But then you've got places like Nature Works, um, which is a really cool boutique to stop in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maxwell's House down the way. Yeah. It's another great furniture shop. Um, Yeah, if... Don't overlook Egg Harbor as a really cool place to get out and shop. Egg Harbor, you could spend an afternoon there, and they've got a lot of cool shops, like you were saying. Um, they used to have a bookstore in the Main Street shops that I really liked. It's not, Unfortunately, it's not there anymore because no one buys hardcover books on in stores. Really? Thanks, Amazon. Yeah, I mean, Egg Harbor, the, the interesting thing about it, though, is that you have to look for the shops. Um, there's right. not a lot of shops that are in their own building there. They're kind of spread out. So the Main Street shops and then uh, Harborview Grill, Chocolate Chicken is in there. And I think there's a new coffee shop that opened up in there a while back. Um, so go into each place and dig around and see what you can find because there's yeah. a lot of hidden gems there. It'll be a cool afternoon to spend in Egg Harbor. Then finally, you can finish your weekend off at the Whitefish Dune State Park for a primitive fire demonstration. The park naturalist is going to demonstrate how native peoples once created fire. Yeah. That's that sounds cool. interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's a YouTube channel that I really like called Primitive Tools. Mm. Have you heard of that? Nope. It's this really weird YouTube channel that updates maybe once a month, but every time it does, it like flies to the top of the trending page. So that's how I see it. Okay. And it's just, it's this guy who's living out in the dirt. And he shows how to make primitive tools. Like huh. he shows how to make like a spear thrower, and how to make shelters and all this kind of stuff. Um, there's there's a market for that. I yeah. guess. I mean, people find that fascinating. I just think people find fire fascinating, and being able to start your own fire is something 
not a lot of people know how to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least I don't. Um, so I think that's kind of a fun thing to see. The other thing that they had mentioned in their copy was the fact that if it rains, they're gonna they're gonna hold it inside like their nature center or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's raining outside, but I'm I'm very curious to see if that happens. If they actually start a fire in, indoors, or if they just kind of this is how we would do sure. it if it was. I just think that's kind of funny. You know, you've got. Like I said, the Primitive Tools YouTube channel getting popular now, but I remember when I was growing up, like in high school, I really liked watching Survivor Man on the Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch Bear Grylls? Yeah. Okay, I didn't watch Bear Grylls a bunch, but I like Survivor Man because Bear Grylls had a camera crew with him, and the guy from Survivor Man did not. He brought all of his own equipment with him. Mm-hmm. So it would be really great. They'd get these amazing like wide shots of like him walking like... 500 yards in the distance, like walking through this vista. And then he would speed it up and show him walking and grabbing the camera and bringing it off. <laughs> like it was that kind of thing where he would set up his shots and then film what he needed, but then he'd have to go back and get the equipment. Right. Because otherwise, you know, it would just be stuck, stuck there. Stuck there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this sounds really cool. I, I'm a big fan of live demonstrations, especially about, you know, stuff that I don't know much about. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on a guided snowshoe hike through the ridges. Oh. And that was really fascinating because cool. I learned about a bunch of the different animals that uh, hibernate in the winter sure. and bedding down and being able to pick out um, the different tracks in the snow was really cool. She also talked about a bunch of the invasive species and the, the parasites that trees get. That was really cool to see. A lot of them are really beautiful, which is kind of the sad thing. Because yeah. you look and you're like, wow, that looks so cool. But it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's destroying all of these trees. Um, so, yeah, really interesting. And I've gone birding a couple times up here, too, and that's really cool. I But I, I, I think that Whitefish Dune State Park is such a great nice little state park. It's really cool, really beautiful, a lot of fun stuff to see. So even if you go for the primitive fire demonstration, there's still tons of fun stuff to do at Whitefish Dunes that can you can spend the whole Sunday there. Right. Did I ever tell you my uh, my algorithm for naming any bird? Nope. Okay. So that, is, that surprisingly never came up in conversation. <laughs> this is how this is how you name any bird. Uh, you take a color, uh-huh. a body part, a tree, and then a type of bird and say them in a row. All right, so what is it? A color. Color. A body part. Body part. A type of tree. Type of tree. And a type of bird. Type of bird. So I could do the blue finger maple sparrow. Yeah. That's, that's, listen, listen, you hear that call? That's the blue finger maple sparrow. (laughs) It works with anything. That's the yellow bellied uh, chestnut swallow. It works. It's chestnut. It, I, I, chestnut. Yes. What's what? A chestnut tree. Is that a thing? I don't know. Well, either way, it, that's exactly how it sounded when I went birding. Because <laughs> my wife took me birding, and she knows way more about birdsong than I do. And the instructor would be like, "Oh, listen, everybody, that's the green-throated finch gobbler." And I'd be like, "Oh, it, it must be." I, I just assumed that they were making it up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you could say anything, and I would agree. Probably. Well, that's the same way with me and cars. Yeah. Oh, you need to spew spark plugs and lug nuts in your tire. Like, all right. No, I'm the same way. My dad, much to his chagrin, my dad's a really big car guy. Yeah. And I didn't get whatever that is. I didn't get that gene. Um, I need to take my car in for, like, maintenance, and I'm just going to go in and be like, do the thing with it. Fix this stuff. <laughs> do, do the cars. Do the tires, and then... 
put in the thing and we're let me go. You know, you rotate tires. I know I that. I do know that. Yes, I, I know tires. that mine should be rotated. Yeah, and I'm going to tell them to look at the alignment. Rotate them good. Whatever yeah, and align them. Mm. Well, if they're not aligned, then your steering wheel and your tires aren't the same. So that's how that works. I'm going to go. That's in, what I know. What about my shocks? You look at my shocks. I know that's shocks. important. I know that shocks were Nike shoes. Yeah, the Nike shocks. Those were big back in middle school. I just I when I think of shocks, I think of those big coils. Yeah. Where are those on my car? I don't see them. Are they inside the car? Probably. All right. Yeah. I want to put some big blue and yellow shocks on my car. <laughs> and just like that, I actually got an email from my car dealership. So everybody knows it's time to get my Google car back in. Google is listening to you. All right. I think that that's just about going to do it for us this week, I th- Matt. I think so. <laughs> Lots of really cool stuff. Uh, what are you most excited about? Like I said, I like barbecue. I like food. So that being said, I'm going to go to Algoma's back to school block party. Yeah, that, no, that's a good idea. I, I'm a really just so, big fan. Just so I can say my pun to a lot of people, you know, <laughs> have like, have like a math book and be like, sign to go back to school, huh? Uh-huh. Or you'll walk up to people and be like, hey, will you sign my book? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty interested in armchair boogie, to be honest. They, uh, the bluegrass, jamgrass, funkgrass really caught my attention, so... Garage Techno. Yeah, I'm going to check them out on Spotify, and then maybe I'll make my way over there and and listen to them. If you're looking for more things to do this weekend, check out the events calendar at doorcountypulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse, available every Friday throughout Door County. And don't forget to subscribe to Door County Podcasts for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. You can find us on doorcountypulse.com, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.